0: Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk with the Homies, hosted by AP and J, a podcast for the culture. I'm AP.
1: I'm Jay.
0: And what are you trying to get into today?
1: Well, it's been a pretty eventful weekend, both for the City of State College and for me personally, I'd say, yeah, but not so much in the good way, I guess. Yeah. In, a, so, in a sort of melancholy, positive type of way, but not. Mm-hmm. In the type of way that is like, makes you feel really happy. Mm. Well, we update, I mean, obviously everyone knows now that the Breonna Taylor case has been it's ridiculous. Yeah. it just Did not go the way we were very much hoping it would. Um, Basically what happened is that is Brett Hankerson, he is being charged for the shots that didn't kill Breonna Taylor, basically. <laughs> He's being charged for disturbing the peace with the gunshots. And then that's, so if y'all seen a, um, that thing where it's like the government cares more about drywall than about black lives, that's because some of his shot hit the drywall of the, um, one of the buildings in the neighborhood that they raided. Mm-hmm. And basically those were the shots that Brett Hankerson was charged for and not for the actual shots that killed Brianna Taylor. And also they only got one of the officers. They didn't get all three. They only got the one. So basically, on all fronts, on all fronts, the case was a disaster. At least the family got a got a decent settlement, a very decent settlement. But I mean, I feel like they would have cared more about getting justice for their daughter than getting money.
0: No, one hundred percent, because it's like the government cares more about private property than black women.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of what the vigil was for. So, for those of you who don't know, there was a vigil for Breonna Taylor held in State College last night. It was on uh, hosted night. on Friday night, yes. It was hosted by the Black Caucus. Mm-hmm. And it was from, I think it was like 8 to 10 last night. And the whole point of it was to sort of mourn and maybe honor her memory. Uh, the president or the vice president would go up and read quotes about from the family about Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. what she was like as a child, and. Just some mementos about her, so you kind of feel her loss a little bit more. Because that's what we need to do. We need to be feeling it. There was something that someone said about how Oh man, who was it? Was it that football player you went up there? Or was it someone else? He mentioned how About his little sister? No, not his little sister, the um, even though that was also very powerful. But I mean the the point that he made about how people that kid one kid didn't know who George Floyd was, and he was like Oh, this just happened so much, it's hard to keep track.
0: Oh, uh, I forgot who said it, but they're in an Uber. It was it was yeah. um they're in an Uber and the guy asked uh them like where they're headed and they said, Oh, we're going to the uh Breonna Taylor visual and they're like, Uh, who's that? And they're like, You don't, you don't know who Breonna Taylor is? And then like he, he told them who it was and he was like, Oh, ever since the whole George Floyd thing, it's just been too much so I haven't like oh yeah oh yeah yeah and it's just like how can you stay out of the loop when not necessarily that these incidences are happening so frequently and that they're being covered so much in the media but it's just like what type of privilege do you have to be able to stay out of the loop and and not have to see this so frequently and and feel a certain type of way
1: you know yeah i agree and it's, it's also the fact that it's just becoming, they're becoming dehumanized in the sense that they're just becoming names now and people are forgetting mm-hmm. that they're people. Mm-hmm. Like these are real people with real families, real lives who died, were killed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's a really important point to make because I know that, that that's used a lot, how um... Like, we see their names and the, the frequency of names. Like, I forgot what football player it was, like Derrick Henry or mm-hmm. somebody, but he had that suit where it was completely filled yeah. with names, and mm-hmm. none of the names were repeating. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just names of everybody that died. And and the symbolis- the symbolism of that is very powerful when you see the sheer amount of people that have been killed by the hands of the police. Mm-hmm. But it's also really important to make sure that they're also – Humanize, and you're able to feel with them and 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 actually see who these people were and what they're about and the reasons for why they shouldn't have been killed that way or they shouldn't yeah. have been killed regardless
1: yeah um yeah they need to be it's just a shame that you know there's just so many you know that mm-hmm. you can't you can't hold a vigil for all of them you know yeah it's to, and that's what makes me so upset is that these people all deserve to be honored in the same way, uh-huh. you know it's just that I don't know the news gets a hold of some and uses the story a little better than others, and people seem to focus on people again seem to think that oh, it's just one or two people who are dying, but it's just the media just grabs one name and then just kind of runs with it, you know, yeah, so they don't hear about all these other people, those other hundreds of or whatever names that were on uh Derrick Henry's suit or whoever the player was, I can't remember either.
0: I think I think it was Derrick Henry. Yeah. The the Titans player. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it was.
1: It just matters yeah, that it yeah. was a suit on a six three, two hundred thirty pound Big running back. And that not a single name was repeated on that suit. And it's yeah. just and it's terrible that people forget those names and I'm glad that that athletes are now uh using their platform more often.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the the, the the most important thing about the visual was that it was about Breonna Taylor and it was about being there for black women. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that's the number one thing that we need to make sure we emphasize the most and keep in mind that, that, that the visual, the visual, I'm sorry, I keep saying visual. <laughs> <laughs> but the visual, it was there and And the memory beyond Taylor and about her, and it was most important that other black women were able to also speak about their experiences that they felt or that that, that they've been through either in state college or just in general and you know, it was it's It's just most important that we, as a black community and just in general need to be there and stick up for black women you yeah. need to be there most for black women because the 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 amount of Life that they give to everyone else, but yet never receive back is really profound. Mm-hmm. And and coming from my mother, she is black and I grew up and it was just her and I because other things. But just I I owe my whole life to a black woman. And the fact that some people aren't able to see that and speak for black women is is very problematic. And yes, I, I
1: agree. You. Black men we got to look, gotta look is, out for a black woman.
0: Yes. And it's just, it's just, that's just, that's the one thing I really want to make sure that everybody understands that, that the visual was there because we need solidarity and support for our black women, yeah. for our black
1: queens. And that's why I'm glad they had the space for black women to speak only for most of it. yes. But if yeah. I'm being honest, I wish that it was almost only black women who were allowed to speak. But yeah. or maybe or maybe they let them they left the floor open for them for longer and then mm-hmm. had less time for uh people who weren't, you know, black women. Because that was it was yeah. really for them. It was really for them. The whole this whole vigil it was mm-hmm. for them. It was to make them it was to show them that they're not alone, that they're not loved. I mean, that they are loved. <laughs> they are loved. Mm-hmm. Um they're not alone. We're thinking about them, they're always in our hearts and in our minds and whatnot. And that's what was so powerful to me and it broke my heart seeing them also all them crying up there when they went on stage and the poetry that they read was so powerful. There were two poems that were read. One of them was Mm -hmm. very empowering. The other one was very sad and it made me really, it really made me upset to see like all the similarities in the stories that they had. Yeah. You know, like all the mixed girls were, you know, they were kind of claimed by the white people, but then they were kind of spat on by the white people at the same time, you know? Yeah. So like those people who grew up in mostly white areas, they really struggled. And I can relate to that because the school, my high school was mostly white and it was actually, it was actually more uh, international students like from, uh, from China. And really? What, yeah. That were the people of color community. It was mostly, oh, wow. it was mostly them. Yeah it's cuz that school loves that money that my high school loved that money and they would mm-hmm. they would charge them a ridiculous a ridiculous amount of money to go to school there and i was like all right
0: just like just like colleges
1: yeah but i digress yeah. and it's just it's just it was just so sad to see that they lived for so long in self-loathing just because of the mm-hmm. environment they were in when they're beautiful intelligent wonderful people but they never knew that because they thought they were less than
0: yeah, and and I forgot who who said it, but it always, like, whenever I hear it, I always think of it as myself, because I know uh, Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, he had that one lyric, he was like, I'm too white for the black kids, but too black for the whites, or I forgot which way he put it, but it's like, coming from where I'm from as well, like, Lawrence, Kansas, and the school I went to was very much predominantly white, and, like, the entire town was predominantly white. Like you really do, like as a mixed person, not even, not even like, uh, no, yeah, just as like a mixed person or a person of color that's in a very white area, you start to internalize some of those things where you start to have self hatred towards yourself because of, because of your skin color, mm-hmm. and then and then you end up being called an Oreo, or you start to hate the black kids because they don't act like the white kids, and the white kids are the majority, and they seem like the right group of people to be around, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
1: And even in the black community, you have the, you know, colorism is a huge thing here as well. You know, Oh, yeah.
0: The light skins versus dark skins.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing, man. We can't be doing that. We can't have any infighting. We can't afford that. Yes. And I just felt so horrible for, like, our dark-skinned queens out there who, in the media, they're just told that they need to lighten their skin with, like, a different foundation Mm -hmm. or they need to, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, cover up their dark skin and stuff and they and you know their hair needs to be straightened to the max yep. and it needs to be flat yeah and they can't have you know they can't grow out their natural 4c hair you know mm-hmm. and it's just terrible seeing all that you know they we glorify all these light-skinned women you know who again all black women are beautiful but yeah, the media really beautiful
0: melanin dripping and chocolate deep melanin Ooh. <laughs> beautiful man
1: beautiful mm-hmm. Mwah. chef's kiss but that was another thing that really made me sad to see and that's i forget i didn't catch the the woman's name but she read a poem about how you know glorifying her black beauty and i was like yes we need to see we need to hear more of that we need to see more of that we need to Mm -hmm. there needs to be more support Mm -hmm. for darker skinned women darker skinned people honestly because dark dark skinned black dudes get a get a fair bit of flack as well But it's not nearly, it's not as bad as dark-skinned black women. But, yeah, I just, it was really good to see all that. It was good to see people who were comfortable enough to share and open up. Yes, you could see they were really conflicted about going up. They are really nervous, but I'm glad they were able to say say a lot of meaningful things.
0: And, I mean, Mm -hmm. I hope this is like... I don't know how much of a community we already have here at Penn State, but I really hope this is like a a, a good groundbreaking type of foundation building moment to have at Penn State mm-hmm. when it comes to uh uh uplifting our black women and especially the black community here. And hopefully all we see is, is, is more improvement.
1: Yeah, that's all the Black Caucus. Black Caucus does all those all those events. So if you're, Black Caucus is not just for black people, y'all. It's um, white people, Hispanic people, Asian people. Y'all are all welcome to come to these events. They're not just for black people. Mm -hmm. They're to celebrate black people. You can come out and show your support. You can show that you're really about all those screenshots you're posting on your stories about how terrible all this stuff is. And that's something, actually, I wanted to talk about.
0: All those black screens on Instagram.
1: Yeah, the black screens on Instagram. That was, I forget who it was but she went up there and she was like where are y'all yep. where is everybody yep cuz there were there were like maybe 40 people this was a social distance vigil by the way there was social distancing i wanted, and there were masks for everyone who's going to come at us mm-hmm. um and it was outdoors yep but anyway uh they were saying that you know there may be 40 people there and she was saying where are y'all y'all are posting on your blackout Tuesdays your blacked out screen or whatever mm-hmm. and you're posting on your stories about how sad this makes you feel and stuff but you're not showing up to the events you're not showing up to the nope. protests you're just nope. posting that stuff to make you what is it yeah, they said performative activism good. yeah
0: perform- performative activism
1: and that pisses me off so much
0: make you look good on the internet yeah trying to get a little bit of clout from looking like you're doing something for social justice when you're really just trying to get some likes
1: yeah to maintain appearances and make yep, yourself seem like a good person and honestly you might be a good person but mm-hmm. you need to do more than just be posting on social media because posting pictures is going to change anything nope you need to be going to protests. you need to be signing petitions you need to be donating you need to be doing whatever you can yep. whatever's in your power to help in whatever way you can if you really want to be
0: for the cause and really try and do some things, you got to go out there. You got to show some actual initiative, some actual action. Yeah. Instead of just sitting down on your phone and be like, "Ooh, I see everybody else is doing this thing. Let me just repost this as well, and that's it."
1: Yep. That doesn't make you a good person. It takes so little effort to post something on your story that doesn't. You don't get any points for that. No. That's the bare of the bare minimum. But since this is real talk with the homies, and while we're on the topic of performative activism i want to talk about that white girl who went up on to talk oh yeah because i was debating this with uh Rafay, fahad and um one of our other friends manny mm-hmm. uh who didn't go in nebraska also we were talking about this and i was just saying how she didn't i think her message was fine yeah but she could have said something better and she could have done it in a better way.
0: Yeah, there's a time and a place.
1: Yeah. Why don't you catch them up on what happened? Because we, we're just talking about it because they, they don't know what happened. We got to tell the yeah, people. So,
0: so essentially, um, like we said at the visual on Friday night, uh, the, the people that are running the Black Caucus, the president and the vice president, they're, but they're saying things about Brianna Taylor that, that Brianna Taylor's mother was... Uh, talking about her Mm -hmm. and they're also inviting other black women especially and most importantly to come up and talk about stories and experiences that they've had Mm -hmm. and for a majority of the time it was mainly all black women coming up and telling things and it was very profound and just Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh and then a couple times uh, a couple men went up as well to talk yeah and even even then as a black man to go up to talk about stuff is, it's important because the one guy we talked about, he was a football player. He was talking mm-hmm. about how his sister, uh, his little like four-year-old sister, he had nightmares about like, what if this would happen to her mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's also really profound. But then this white woman, she went up.
1: The and, only white person who went
0: up. Yeah. She was the only white person to go up and she was already crying. Yep. And like for a group of black people, to see some white woman go up and she's already crying when we're trying to discuss an issue about black womanhood and race and, and violence. is like, okay, what are you going to say? Yeah. So I was, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to be hopeful that she would have a good message to send and that it would be fine, but at the same time I was like, there's a time and a place to present yourself and to speak and show how much of an ally you are. Yeah. But Essentially, all she said was that she had a black friend that she loves very, very much. Then she mm-hmm. cried a little bit. And then
1: not a little she bit. She, said, cried a, she cried a fair bit. Yeah, she
0: cried a fair bit. But then she said how she was from South Carolina and it was really bad. And then she moved to <laughs> Belafonte and it got a little bit better. But like it still wasn't bad. And then she said how much it hurt her that she was that Brianna Taylor was murdered. That she was murdered in her own home while she was asleep and then she cried some more and then that was essentially it and i just remember i was sitting there just being i was being so hopeful that she wouldn't say something that would bite her in the butt but she, she wouldn't say something that would be really bad in this type of scenario and crowd and i mean it wasn't terrible but at the same time it's like We don't don't need your white tears to show that you're (laughs) somewhat of an ally for the movement. She could have said something about how as a white woman she uh, is treated differently compared to a black woman or Mm -hmm. the thing that the opportunities and and privileges that she has is completely different and she can Mm -hmm. use what she is given with her privilege to help black women and show Mm -hmm. how she can be a proper ally instead of just crying.
1: Yep, because yep, crime yep.
0: does nothing, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, that's what I was debate. That's what I was talking to them about. Because on the one hand, I was happy that I was like, I was like, okay, maybe she'll go up. Yeah, because because this 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 visual thing, what y'all need to understand, it was it's like one of those things where it's very much implied that like, if you're not a black person, even even if you're not a black woman, you really mm-hmm. you really need to be sure what you're talking about before you yep. go up there. Yep. You really need, like, so when she went up there, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe she's going to say something. And I was like, I was bracing for something real bad, but at the same time, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because I don't like judging people before something happens. Mm -hmm. But I just felt it. I felt that spider sense in the back of my mind. I was like, this is going to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was
0: Oh, bracing yourself for it.
1: And what I was talking to Rafay and Fahad and all them about in Nebraska, I was like, she didn't contribute anything to the discussion, the Ooh. deliberation we was having. She just kind of, exactly what you said. She's basically like, oh, I have a black friend and this is so terrible. Yep. You know, like what does that contribute to the, no one, ge- no one cares if you have a black friend. Like no one, like, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. great. I'm glad you have a black friend, but like, what does that do? You know, yeah, exactly. she could have, exactly. she could have said something about how she changed. She was a person because she was from South Carolina and from Belfont. Belfon mm-hmm. is a very, to my knowledge, a very white area. She could have been like, yep. she could have been like, I didn't know about all this stuff, but then I came here and I've been in the Black Caucus and I've learned, all. i not been the Black Caucus, but I've been here and I've learned all these things and mm-hmm. all these great resources. And she could be been like, other white people, you guys need to realize that this stuff is real. Like, they're not making this up. It's really yep. out there. And then she could have been like, my black friend who I have tells me about it all the time, who I met yep. up here and I never knew about this. And then something like that, that something that just, contributes a little more to the conversation she could have she had a really good chance to say white people we need to be better we need Mm -hmm. to do better she didn't say Mm -hmm. that i was like i was really hoping she would say that she didn't say that i was like you fumbled you fumbled the bag so badly fumbled the bag and it just that stuck out in my mind because even like the second that you start crying in any situation you make it about you yep you instantly make it about you and that event the vigil was not for her and that was honestly really selfish of her to start crying because none of the black women were crying like she was. No. They were tearing up and they were choking up but they got through their thing. They finished strong. She took like, she was violently sobbing on stage. I was like, yeah. get a hold of there's, yourself.
0: There's a difference in the sense of the reasons behind why someone teared up because Nyla, the president of Black Caucus, she talked about how her heart has just continued to hurt and that even though uh the family got a settlement but the, the 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 criminal charges were dropped and the the cops weren't uh charged i know i'm sorry i said that twice but mm-hmm. but her heart is still hurting and the fact that we're talking about a struggle for justice not just for this one black woman but for all black women mm-hmm. and it's it's a common tear. Of, of this type of oppression that black women especially has continued to be put under for generations. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have these women talking about their stories of the struggles and experiences that they've been through at the hands of racism. Let's mm-hmm. just not put it lightly, at the hands of racism and the crying of the fact that they're still being treated unequally. So you have that compared to this white woman who's just crying violently, crying over the fact that. A woman was murdered. But this, But you have that disconnect. That it's yeah. like this woman is crying because something bad happened. That's what it is. She's crying yeah. over the fact that something bad happened to this woman. And she was murdered. And she was killed. Yeah. Compared to like. Something bad happened to this woman. But she looks just like me. She looks just like my auntie. She looks just yep. like my grandma. She looks just like my mom. She looks just like my sister. She looks yep. just like my nieces. Mm-hmm. She looks just like my future children. She looks just like me. And that yep. could end up happening to me at any given moment because of the system that we live in in this country. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Right so it's, there. It's, it's that difference between those two different types of tears that, you, that we end up, we end up uh, that we saw at this visual.
1: Yeah. And it's and very
0: that's profound. Why, and yep. people need to understand the difference between that too, especially at a
1: community like Penn State. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm upset about what she said. Yeah. And I mean, I feel, I mean, again, I'm glad she went up there, but it's just, yeah, it was just very selfish of her to start crying like that. I mean, I mean, I guess if you become overwhelmed with emotion, it's hard to, Mm -hmm. you know, maintain it and maintain your composure, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, she should have recognized that There's a time and a place. This this, there's a time and a place for tears, and this was not it. This was not the time nor the place. There's a time and a place. There's a good time for white tears, and there's a bad time for white tears. (laughs) Yep. White tears are the most useful when they're around other white people. Yep. Not when you're around other black people. (laughs) We ain't got time for that. We don't got time for that. We We don't have time time for for your tears. We ain't got time for your tears. (laughs) But that's not to say, that's not to say we don't want to hear what y'all have to say. Yes. I I want to make that clear. We, we care. We actually encourage it. We want to hear, we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear y'all. How do I put this? We want to, we want y'all to speak up and say things that will encourage other white people to join us. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. speak,
0: Speak up. Speak up to the other uh white people in your community to become an ally. Yeah.
1: But it's gotta be something that what it is. contributes to the conversation, the overall discussion that we're having. Yes. As a country, you know? Yes. You can't just you can't just be like, Oh, this is so horrible. We know it's horrible. It is mm-hmm. horrible like that goes without saying it's horrible. If anyone dies, it's horrible. Yep. Well, when good people die, it's horrible. But <laughs> yes. um, but like, you can't just go up there and start crying because someone's dead that, you know, you can't relate to that situation at all, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, there's, there's some white people that are killed by cops, but that's just, that's such a, it's not a systematic issue like yep. mm-hmm. it is right with there. black people being killed. So it's not to say that, you know, white people are like not at risk. They are, but it's so small and it's more of a. It's more of a, not an accidental thing, but it's less purposeful than it is when yeah. black people are abused and killed by police. Yeah, there's a difference in reasoning behind both of them. We ways. spend a lot of time talking about white tears. Let's not give her any more. She's living in our, in our headspace rent-free. Let's yeah. get her out. Let's, <laughs> talk about the, let's talk about the good things at the, at the visual, like Cash, the women's oh ball, basketball gosh. player. I was not expecting that. She had, that was she had some pipes on her. I was like, "Oh." I was
0: not expecting that. I was she was like, "Oh, I've, you can <laughs> sing, she was like, sing." she was like, "I wrote this song, but I've like never really performed it in front of anybody." And then she went out and she did her thing. Like
1: she that was like that song was amazing. It was amazing. and she had like the vocals in the back too. Yep. I was like, "Oh, yep. word?" I was like, "Oh, yep. word?" I thought that was like a cover of a different song, but she wrote it Same. herself, recorded it herself. I'm pretty sure she got someone to do the instrumentals for her too. I was like, mm. "Go ahead, queen."
0: I was like, "I see you, I see you, cash." Ugh. and she a whooper, yeah, too. So I was like, Ugh, yeah. okay, man." But that was. But I remember after uh, she performed it, I forgot who it was. I, but they're like, uh, "What you doing tomorrow from twelve to two? <laughs> you trying to come out <laughs> perform again <laughs> at the protest?" Yep. And she did. And she did too. And I was like. And she did even like because she was. You could tell she was nervous, so she 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 messed up a little bit here and there. But it was still mm-hmm. amazing. And then mm-hmm. when she like she did her thing thing at the protest when she when she uh when she sang, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that's that's what's up right there.
1: She brought out the mic. She brought out the speaker. She brought out straight. she brought the vocals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she brought the vocals, especially talent on and off the court. Let's just get. Yep. This is <laughs> right there. This is right there. I also, one of my favorite speeches, I guess we'll call them, was, I cannot remember his name, but he was a black Latinx dude from Philly, I think. Yeah. And he was talking about how, like, I wanted to go up on stage, but I was like, you know what, someone else will say it. I want to leave the floor open for black women. Mm. So I didn't go up. But this dude said almost exactly what I was going to say. He was talking about how we need to be inclusive of everybody as a black community. Oh, yeah. Like black trans women, queer black women, it can't just be the pretty light-skinned women, you know? Mm -hmm. It has to be all of our women, all our women, because black trans women are women. I don't know why y'all think that because someone is born a different gender and they don't feel comfortable in their own skin because they were born that way. And then they have the opportunity to become more comfortable and become a different gender that they're not that new gender that they've become. Mm-hmm. And I say that in a general sense because it applies to both transgender men and women. But yeah. in this case, a transgender woman being born a man and and becoming a transgender woman, who they really are. So I don't understand why I don't think that that just because they weren't born that way, they're not that way.
0: Well, but they're born that way.
1: They don't deserve the respect They deserve, their treatment. Or is- they deserve to be treated just like everybody else. Yes. Because they are everybody else, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. But people are people. But I was very happy that he said that because someone needs to say it. Black, the black community is very toxic about queer culture. Yeah, we, you know, it's just, it's just how, it's just how black culture has been for decades, centuries. It's just we look down on queer people. We see them as, or the stereotypes that we see them as strange, as weird, as Mm -hmm. not. Like they're, they're like pretending it's all a show or whatever and other choice words. And it's just like, that's not how it is. But black mm-hmm. people seem to think that's how it is. They don't respect queer black people or transgender black people or you know, honestly, even black people that aren't like sometimes black people play into their own stereotypes, man, it's terrible. Like if you're not hooping, then they're like, man, why you ain't black? What the hell's wrong with you? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he said that we need to stop being like that. I can't remember his name. And if you're listening to this man, I'm sorry, but reach out to us. We'll have our socials in the down low if you want to come on and talk to us. But I really appreciate what you said. It was it was something that really needed to be said. Black people willing to hear that. Because mm-hmm. love is love. And we got to love all love. our people, regardless of their creed, regardless of where they come from, regardless of what they do, regardless of mm-hmm. who they are. Yes, sir. What gender they are, what they're attracted to, that doesn't matter. They're, they're your kin. They're yep. your skin folk.
0: They're your kin folk. It's a real talk with the homies.
1: Real talk with the homies. Real talk with the homies. <laughs>
0: yes, sir.
1: Every time I say it to, um, to Grant and to, uh, or Graham, Graham and uh, Jean Marie, I just start laughing because they're white. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. just like, uh, it's just like, it's just like, when I say it to them, they just they just start laughing because it's just like such a black way to say, you know, like real talk with the homies. Let's yeah, go. This is, you know? this is real talk with the homies. No, this is real talk with the homies. You got You got to emphasize,
0: you gotta the, emphasize homies. the homies. Yeah. It just, it just sounds better <laughs> than emphasize the homies.
1: Yeah. Why don't you talk about the protest a bit? Because I, was, I wasn't able to go. I, have, I had way yep. too much I had to do. But I watched. I did watch from my window. Mm-hmm. And I was very... I wanted to put something in my window, but I couldn't find any poster paper. Dang. But continue. Tell, tell, tell us about the protest.
0: All right. So basically, uh, we had the candlelight vigil for Brianna Taylor on Friday night. And then Saturday in the afternoon, where we planned... Oh, I didn't plan out. I went to it. But there is a, 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 going to be a protest and a march on downtown. Or it's going to start downtown. So essentially, like... I got there a little bit later because it started at 12 and I got there on like 1220. But there are so many people there. Like, if I'm being honest with you, this was my first protest that I've been to in State College. So Mm -hmm. I was I was a little nervous about how many people were actually going to show up just because I I, I don't know. I'm weird like that. But when I got Mm -hmm. there because I'm in Nebraska because he was already there. I remember I was walking up because I live uh, off of South Island a few blocks down. And I was walking up and I just saw like the giant crowd of people that was like right by the gates, like going onto campus. And I was like, Oh, snap, this is all right. This is this is legit, legit, okay. We're about to get it mm-hmm. started. This is gonna be good. And I was I was so excited. And uh basically we started there. Everybody had some um some uh posters. They had posters that some people could take and borrow and mm-hmm. uh music was bumping. Until, uh, I forgot, I don't know what time it actually started, but uh, I think it was like Nailer somebody and a few other couple of people spoke and then uh, we moved into the streets. And then that's Mm -hmm. when, because I forgot the de-escalation committee, somebody, there's people that was like a part of the borough that are there specifically trained to de-escalate situations. And they're kind of like, not necessarily crowd control because there wasn't like a big crowd that was opposing us or anything. But just in mainly case like, someone came up and was yeah. acting a fool, just
1: uh, yeah, 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 like they're that
0: they're one guy who came to the vigil. Hmm. I was. We can get on. We can get something about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. About that the protest, but um, they kind of blocked the streets off, and then we all moved into the intersection, and we're standing there, and then that's when a couple more uh, women spoke. Uh, I forgot what her name was, but she gave a. She wasn't like prepared for anything, but she gave this really powerful speech about how uh, we need to be, I forgot what she said. It was something about how we need to be, or we're not all free until black women are free. Mm-hmm. Or like, or it, was, it was basically about that. And then this other woman she spoke and she was on the, the I forgot her name, I feel bad, but she was, but she was on the uh, the swim team. And she, she started this new organization for black uh, sport athletes for to, to build their own community on campus. Well, not on mm-hmm. campus, but for the at the university. There we go. And uh like they just gathered like, these really powerful testimonies and, and about their lives and the, the importance for protests and to be there for black women. And then right after that, we started like marching. And we started downtown, like I said, right by the corner room. We went all the way up where we're we're doing chants. Everybody had their signs out. And we, we went all the way up downtown till we got to the Met the Metropolitan, Then we took a left, and then we kept going and going, and it was so funny, because there's this dude in his car, and I don't know why he thought that was a good idea, because his speaker system was completely blown out, but he was bumping, and I mean bumping music, <laughs> I don't know if it was just like to try and, and drown us out, or if it was just some normal thing, but it was like, like, I don't know if it's a subwoofer or just a bass, but it was like, <laughs> like, like the, the the noise coming from his car. I was like, hey, bro, you need to fix something because that don't sound right. Like, I'm sorry. But we kept going. <laughs> we kept going. And we're so, we're so chanting. And we, like I said, it was a pretty big crowd. And oh, I forgot. But Cash, she performed her song again. Like I said earlier, she performed yeah. her song again. And it was even better because she was she was killing it. And I mean, she
1: was killing She was it. ready. She was prepared. Yeah, to she, was, she was yeah, in the, the was mirror prepared. last night. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was getting she was getting her cues ready, she was yep. ready.
0: <laughs> yep, she was prepared. And I'm like I said again, like it was it was just as good as the first time, if not better. And I was like, man, like she that, that song that she wrote and made and then sang was amazing. But like I said, we kept going, we're marching, we're, we're we're doing a thing. And uh we take a left onto West Beaver, right by where uh you can donate plasma at I forgot the name of the building. But you know like Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you can, like, donate. BioLife. Yeah, BioLife. Like, we took a left of BioLife. But for some reason, some dude, I don't know if it was, like, the fire department or somebody. It was some department parked their truck in, like, the middle of the street and was just sitting there on West Beaver.
1: <sighs> There's always someone. There's like, always someone just trying to do
0: that. Like, literally, there, his car was just parked, like, in the middle of the street on West Beaver. So we had to, like, split. And keep going. But, I mean, that wasn't going to stop us from doing what yeah. we had to do. And we keep going. We're walking. And then we get all the way. I forgot if it's St. Cafe or like St. Something Cafe on West Beaver, kind of by like Green Bowl. We stopped and we sat there. And we sat down and we had a moment of silence. And another woman read off all the black women's names, not just Brianna Taylor, but all mm-hmm. the black women's names or a very good majority of black women's names that were killed at the hand of the police mm-hmm. and we sat there and we just had a moment of silence and then we got back up again and then we kept going we're going and then at this point uh we already passed a good amount of apartments and just the sheer amount of white people that were just standing from their balconies and <laughs> their apartments looking down on all these black yeah. people marching and just recording it and i remember i talked to nebraska about that and it was like the symbolism of that we have a bunch of black people or majority of black people in the streets marching for justice. And then you got a bunch of white people just, just looking, looking at onward. them and yep. looking down, not even just looking, but looking down at them, just recording it, acting like there's no big deal or no. Like yep. they just going on with their life without having to deal with anything that we're discussing or talking about. Or but, acting like they're annoyed by it. Yeah. Or even that. But I just remember we kept going and then we got to the part of West Beaver where all the apartments are like right before you get to the here and it was so cool because the buildings are taller that our voices started to echo more and it got even yeah. louder and oh yeah, my gosh like all. like that the chills crazy. the chills that i got on my arms and like down my spine i was like whoa this is yeah they gonna hear us now they're gonna hear mm-hmm. us and mm-hmm. then we kept going and then we took a left right by the here apartments so and walking downtown by, i mean walking towards downtown by the den then we took another left, and we kept going until we got all the way back to the intersection on south Island, and then we stopped and we sat down again and then um a couple more people talked about like the importance of why we're protesting and then uh this woman, Mary, this white woman who's like the uh I don't know if she was part of the three oh two or I forgot what the coalition is called if it was I get my numbers confused it was either three oh two or three twenty two the coalition and they're talking about. Osaze, and and how like like this like the stuff that's happening that we're that we're marching for isn't mm-hmm. just happening across the nation or somewhere else, but it happened right here in State College back in 2019. Yep. Yep, yep. And um and this woman Mary she came up and she was talking about the coalition and stuff or something else, but the chief of police the chief of police for the State College Borough he was there and he was standing in the background by the corner room. And she looked right at this man and she was like, who's officer number one that killed Ozazek? Like, she was like, she was going right at him, like right (laughs) at him. And like, I (laughs) I didn't see, I didn't see exactly where he was, but like the the, the de-escalation people were like back there chilling. And then I'm pretty sure he just left. Like the Mm. the chief of police just left. And I was like, oh snap, it's getting spicy. I was like, oh my gosh, Oh, oh, this is getting exciting. But then uh, a couple more people spoke and then they had food and stuff like I wanted the sidewalks and a whole bunch of chalk mm-hmm. and everybody was able to write stuff down in the streets and chalk. And I wrote a few choice words and things and I was like, we need a black revolution, black power uh, Peace." And then this That's this one weird. woman, yeah, and this one woman, she did like a whole portrait. I, don't, I think, I don't know if it was a Breonna Taylor or someone, I'm pretty sure it was Beyoncé Taylor, but she did like a whole portrait, like drawing with chalk, on the street, and I was like, she's wow. talented. But overall, wow. it was it was really it was really exciting, or it was like really really profound, and and uh, and afterwards, people were able to get in contact with the Black Caucus or the 302 Coalition and other people if they're wanting to um, uh, do more or be more active or have a mm-hmm. bigger presence and inflicting change and i remember nyla i think i think it was nyla she said something kind of similar to what someone said last uh the day prior at the visual about how um about performative activism and i was like uh you either you need to be out here now you need to be out here tomorrow the day after Mm -hmm. if you're really trying to be about what we are about to Mm -hmm. try and 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 get justice not just for Brianna but for all black men and women that have been killed Off at the, the toggle, hand of police walk the walk. and also inflicting change to create a better nation for equality and equity and, and everything. So I mean it was it was really amazing and cause, and cuz like I said this was like one of the first protests I've actually like been to and mm-hmm. like one of the first one of the first things that I've been able to go to if I didn't because I didn't have work or any other Things that I I I, uh uh, had planned not planned but was not forced to go to but obligated to go to so I was it was really I was really excited to go and I was really happy I was able to go and it was it was great
1: and I wore my Colin
0: Kaepernick shirt and I was like whoa
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah man that sounds real beautiful man I wish I could have gone I probably should have just gone but yeah you
0: probably should I mean I put off all my homework for. The next day and struggling.
1: Yeah, I know. you live in life. College. I, know, it's
2: just,
1: <laughs> I know. I felt really, I was really broken up about not going, but I honestly, I had to make, I had to make a sacrifice because I had, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't afford hey, to not have that time. It's I really okay. needed to get work done. Hey, you are there
0: in spirit and you're doing yeah. things regardless.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it's, um. I, I saw a lot of people recording in the uh, apartment across from me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really hope y'all are saying good things and not being like, these people are so annoying, you know? Yeah, or like, look at these I, people. What are they doing? Yeah, I, I just, uh, there's nothing that makes, I mean, I guess, honestly, it's not their fault. They don't, they, I mean, they don't follow, like, the Black Caucus, black like, Instagram and stuff, so they wouldn't know, yeah. but at the same time, if you see a protest going down the street, like, you can go, you know, you can just yep. run down there and real that, quick. Yeah, that happened, too,
0: because I saw a few different black people, like Azrael marching, going down the street. They, like, saw that, and then they joined in, and they were going that's good. with us. That's good. So I was like, okay, good, good. You see it, <laughs> and you're not just going to ignore it, because, I mean, we that also it. happened a couple times, too, though, but,
1: but that's important. Yeah. It's and never I, too late to join. It's never it's too late, late to too late. join. Welcome all people. Everyone is welcome. Yes,
0: all people.
1: Because honestly, this isn't just a black thing. It mm-hmm. happens to Latino people, Latinx, Latinx people. It happens to Asian people. Mm-hmm. It's, and I mean Asian as in like Indian and also like you know China, Japan, Korea, etc. Yeah, uh, it's all of us. We're all under the thumb of the police force, mm-hmm. and the police force at State College is a joke. They're a joke. Like I say, I just I will. I want to tell you all a story about what happened this weekend, and I guess I'm going to have to disclose where I live. Uh, Well, you actually know what, I'm whatever. I live at the here apartment complex, a new place downtown. I wanted to live there because it was really close to campus and stuff, and my job is on campus, and I didn't know if I was going to have my car or not. This year, mm-hmm. so I knew I thought I was gonna have to like bike or walk or something. So I was just like, let me live as close as possible, and I just picked this place. Um, the thing is that there's this terrace on the third floor of the building that is open. I I'm thinking it's, I'm not sure if it's open 24 seven, but it's basically open. There's like a little fire pit, there's grills and stuff. There's it's kind of like the rise, but like a little different. If you know the rise, it's kind of like that. Yeah, and. A lot of people throw parties and stuff and like, whatever, that's fine. I'm not going to like, it's a little loud, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. Like I can just put headphones on. It's not a big deal. But this weekend and the last two weekends, um, there's just been, I don't even know how many people cause I can't really see cause it's like beneath, it's like kind of beneath all the apartments. He's kind of in the center of the building, so I can't really see. But yeah, it's at. It was at least fifty, maybe sixty people, probably more. That is ridiculous. Were there at this party? No one was social distancing. No one was wearing masks, and I was just so upset. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! Like, do y'all really not take this thing seriously?" And I posted a rant about it, and I'm just gonna summarize the points that I made in there. It's just selfish. You're very, you're a selfish person. If you do that type of thing, if you're hosting these parties, if you're going to them, you're a selfish person. I know far too many people who've lost loved ones. Love people from State College Mm -hmm. who've lost loved ones to COVID after all of the um, college students came back. We are not the only ones here. There are elderly people here. There's families here. There's children here. Mm -hmm. It's not just the State Penn State population that lives in State College, and y'all will leave during the summer, but then. These people who live here, they have to deal with the aftermath. And that's not fair. That's not right to them. We're in their home. And then we're bringing disease into their home. And what upset me so much is just like, I called the desk and I was like, is someone going to do something about this? And they were like, the police are on their way. Mm. And I was like, all right, cool. Finally, someone's going to, they're finally going to do something about it. 45 minutes later, the music stops and I don't hear as many voices. So I'm assuming that the party ended. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the police won. I couldn't see, but it took them 45 minutes. And mind you, the police department is a half mile. It's not even a half mile away. It's 0.3 miles away. I Google mapped it. Mm-hmm. I could have walked to the Arboretum and back. A leisurely stroll to the Arboretum and back, and I still would have gotten there before the cops there. That is a ridiculous response time. You you don't even need a lot. You just need maybe two squad cars and four cops. That's all. You, that's all they needed. Yeah, and it made me so angry because they the state college to claims to take this so seriously. They claim to yep. um they claim to be like yeah we don't want to we want to prevent the spread of COVID. But then they do this. They have these horrible response times. These lackluster, laughable response times to people who were requesting that you know people follow the yep. follow the law and don't, you know don't put other people at risk because you're putting people at risk when you're in these mass gatherings mm-hmm. and i remember the last week i actually called the police and they <laughs> they they hung up on me Ooh. because i wanted to stay anonymous hung, wow. i didn't want to give them my voice because i didn't because i didn't want to I didn't want to talk to, I didn't want to like talk to police officers and stuff. I just want to let them know that was going on. I was going to let them in, but I didn't want to talk to them. But I didn't want to give a statement. Mm-hmm. And then the lady was just like, thank you. Goodbye. Hung up the phone. Wow. And I was like, okay, maybe she just did that and she's going to send them over. But then I called again and then they hung up before I even got to say anything. Like they picked up and they hung up the phone.
0: That is insane. What, yeah. what,
1: what sense does that make? that just goes to show the priorities that these cops have, especially now. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't know if they're spread thin. I don't know what crime statistics in State College, but I imagine it's pretty low. Uh, (laughs) I imagine it's not like, it's not, it's no Chicago, you know, it's no Baltimore. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing, but they need to get it together because that was, that was ridiculous. And because they don't show up, then it makes this like feedback loop when people are like, Oh, the cops aren't going to come. We can just do whatever we want. Yeah. Y'all need to take, I honestly think that they need to, the fines need to be higher. I don't know how much it is. thing is it's like $500, maybe a thousand. It needs to be higher than that because like a lot of these kids got like rich white parents who just paid for them because mm-hmm. their parents don't believe in it either. And it just pisses me off so much seeing these people. And I don't understand how you can argue with science, you know? Yeah, like I don't know how you can pretend this thing isn't real. This thing is very real. It's killing people. Yeah, if you have been going to these parties and you've been hosting these parties, especially if you've been hosting them, you have no regard for human life, and you're a terrible person. And you can come at me. I'm with it. Talk that. I'm with the. Talk that. that You're gonna have to censor that. I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I am with it. Like I will. Like you can come at me. I'm right here. I'm not hiding. You can't see my face, but because of the platform we're on, but I'm right here. You know who I am. You can come at me. My socials are in the description. You can whine to me all you want. I'll argue you into the grave and show you how stupid
2: you are. You go ahead and say something. I dare you.
1: Man. And my apartment complex also needs to, I wrote them an email. I wrote the property manager an email and I told them, this is, this is unacceptable. Like, you're putting the residents at risk. You're putting the people of State College at risk. Yep. And I was like, is this the reputation you want to have of being the COVID-19 hotspot in one of the mm-hmm. second fastest growing cities in America? No. Mm-hmm. Is it in America or in the world?
0: I thought it was, it was the U.S., I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, it doesn't. It, 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 that doesn't, doesn't it doesn't, honestly
1: doesn't even matter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just, it just gets under my skin how... On like the surface, they're like, "Yeah, we care about you know COVID nineteen. We care about the guidelines." And they don't enforce it because there are no security officers in my building on the weekends. Mm. And honestly, you can call me a snitch, but like I take this seriously. I'm a person of color. People of color are at a, are at a very high risk of death and of having to have assisted breathing if they contract it. I also mm-hmm. have a heart condition, so I I'm also at risk, you know, for, of, because of that. And I know there's other people in my building who have similar health risks. And you, you don't take that in consideration when you idiots are going to these parties. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know why you can't go, go a couple months, maybe a year without listening to your crap EDM remixes. <laughs> Man, do you have any, do you have any? <laughs> I'm sorry for going on. I, yeah, I, you good. I just, this has just been, this, I finally have talk. a place. Yeah. I finally have a place where I can talk about it. You needed to talk that talk. And, I mean, do you have anything, you want to say some things about it? We're we're almost out of time, but, I mean, I'll let you go for a bit.
0: I mean, you basically summed it up pretty pretty solidly. I just think that it's important for everyone to realize just how, how uh, dangerous this really can be. Even though I know a lot of people, I've said it before, a lot of people say that, oh, we're young. Um, like we won't be inflicted by that much. It's still really important to understand that, that we got to just take a chill pill. We got to lay back for a little bit and understand that if we do this, it will be better for the whole community. And I mean, that's, that's basically all I got to say for the moment. If, if y'all want to listen to what we talked about before, listen to another, uh, 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 older episode, but that's, that's still where I stand at the moment. So.
1: This concludes this episode of Real Talk with the Homies, hosted by AP If you say this long, please hit that subscribe button, follow button, or even share a podcast, y'all. It's free; it costs you no money. And free is the best type of thing to pay for because it costs you no money. It can only you can only go up. There is no downside to doing something that's free. And tell your homies to tune into the Real Talk we y'all on this show. And remember, stay safe, be classy, and never let a Jive Turkey try you. Peace.